0: Rebellions are built on hope.
1: And welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderón, and thank you for joining us on another great Star Wars Saturday. I'm joined by our friend, our co-host, he's back, Otty, How you doing, Otty? I'm
0: back. <laughs> All right.
1: Good to have you back. It's been a couple of weeks. You've been busy. You've been sick. But well, you're back. How you
0: doing? Yeah. I'm, I'm doing well um as i told you i'm in the process of moving out so mm-hmm. this is officially the last time you'll see me here in the set and it sucks because oh, okay. i'm getting the lighting all wrong I, <laughs> I, it looks like i'm in a dark room it's all lit up it's i don't know what's yeah. going on but right, yeah moment, the last you... time. yeah we'll say it's the last
1: time you see me people are gonna get scared they think i threw you out oh you no 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 it's the last
0: time you'll see me here I'll have a very similar backdrop and everything, but yeah, last time I'll be in this apartment. So yeah. So it's nice. It's... Oh, wow.
1: I don't know if yeah, I think you can hear there is a storm yeah. about to pass through. So hopefully we don't lose signal. I have like since last time I put like two range extenders. There's a Wi-Fi point right there. I'm looking at it. Don't, don't fall down. Don't fall down, man. You gotta help me out through through this today. So That's... we'll make it through. Because there, there's this, I mean, today we're talking Shadows of the Sith, Exegol, Lightning,
0: I think the mood is right
1: for what we're yeah, gonna be talking a,
0: about today. It's a sunny day here, so I closed <laughs> the, the blackout. <laughs> All right, yeah, so.
1: As always, if you're new to the channel, thanks for joining us um, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes when they drop on Saturdays. Make sure you like this video. Comment down below if you're watching this later. All your thoughts on Shadow of the Sith. Any Star Wars thought, question, mind rambling you might have let us know we'll answer them below and
0: i don't know by the way i I have to mention i have to mention something it's the first time i've been here since the trivia and the the debacle
1: (laughs) yeah so let's let's talk about it real quick so we had i don't know two or three weeks ago we had our original trilogy trivia we divided the questions i did half you did half one of the questions was, how many bounty hunters did Darth Vader hire to go search for land? Did we seen Millenn-
0: him hire, yeah.
1: Yeah, for Han Solo and the Millennium Falcon. Someone said six. I told them they were wrong. Connor, we said it's five. And then the chat jumped in and said that yeah. we knew nothing. We're amateurs. What, what do you have to say?
0: I, I, I felt very sorry because you took all the heat and you didn't <laughs> throw me under the bus, but it was my fault. And and I tweeted out an explanation. So I I accidentally selected the wrong answer, and I showed the answer. She had, it had five yeah. and six, and accidentally selected five <laughs> instead of six. Hey, it happens. At least no one um, – Connor didn't win by nah. – he, he won by, by a bigger margin than just one point. So yeah. it didn't make me feel that bad. But, yeah, <sighs> I was watching from my couch, and I was like,
1: uh, uh. <laughs> yeah man i went back and i watched that scene like three times i'm counting there's five there's five i know you can see like the thing uh, is speed one... or something in the background it's like that doesn't count
0: one of the shots it's it, it only shows five
1: yeah all, all right well right. didn't come yeah. to play we were fine uh,
0: i'm working hard on the sequels and the final thing and yeah. i'm double checking everything.
1: <laughs> yeah we gotta make sure we don't mess up next time i am starting to think some for the sequel trilogy i don't have a lot get a okay. first check with the contest and make sure everyone can make it and then we'll set a date but that's gonna be fun
0: i'm already working on it <laughs> and, and <laughs> right. dale has me heated up so
1: yeah all right, so it's gonna be great. Um, and as always, make sure that you're helping out with the Amidal Initiative for Equality Texas, the National Network Fund of Abortion Funds, and the What Choice fundraiser. All those links, as always, in the description of this video. What Choice has just skyrocketed. I think they started started with a five thousand dollar goal, Don't they under final goal of fifty thousand. They got about two thousand left to
0: go. So make sure you you help out. I I'm a part of the, the group chat. That's you know everyone sure. who started it and we were just like every like three hours it <laughs> crossed another five thousand. i was like what yeah I as i told you i've been away a little bit because you know reading and moving it's been hard but yeah no, that group's amazing and both the the yeah it's it's been great yeah it's
1: And as always, if you can donate, donate. If you can, just spread the word and tweet it out, tweet it out. Just get educated, everything that's going on out there. It's hurting a lot of people, so any little bit that we can do to help, it's appreciated. You
0: were were selling a shirt, right? Uh...
1: Yeah, it's not this one. This is just my new shirt just for me right now, Radio Rebellion Podcast, just to have one. I did one. It's still there on Bonfire. I'll tweet it out afterwards just in case. Did a quick one just to to have something out there at least. Yeah, I made an emerald raddus
0: one which I will be wearing on every episode when we do the andor thing and when <laughs> we do the rogue one. I'll I'll clean it in between. Episodes, I promise. <laughs> well,
1: but, six days to wash it before we get yeah, back. But again. I have this. Oh, uh, STI wise.
0: Yeah, it's MIT public. You can. I don't know, just find the link. Just somewhere.
1: find it, you can find it. People people know how to navigate the internet this day and age. Um, again, I'll apologize if you're hearing a bunch of thunder. That's me, I, I can't do anything about it. This is a it's in a soundproof room, so you're gonna hear it. It's
0: the Shadow of the Sith.
1: It's the Shadow of the Sith. And with that, you know what? If you guys are ready, I'm no one ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Shadow of the Sith.
0: i right, was not uh, expecting that
1: No, <laughs> oh, i know sorry it's so a bit loud but i wanted to have some music yeah, for this cool. all right so Otti, shout out the sith finally it's big spoiler review out there i mean spoiler yeah we're doing a spoiler review so anyone listening to this make sure that you've read this book it's a long book we're gonna discuss it um but Otti, let's start right there let's Actually, before we start, how excited you were for this book, because Adam Christopher, about two years ago, when Mandalorian season one ended, it was announced that he was writing a new original novel about the Mandalorian. We didn't know if it was going to be between season one and season two before season one. And then all of a sudden that got shut down and then he got announced that he's writing this book. it has got Luke we got Lando after Return of the Jedi. We're going to learn who Rey's parents are. We have Ocho Bestoon. We have all this stuff. So how excited were you when Shadow of the Sith was announced and you were finally able to get it?
0: I think I mentioned it here, but this is a book I've wanted since I watched Rise of Skywalker when yeah. Lando says, yeah, we were on an adventure," I was like, okay, there's a book coming out. Or a comic. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, when it got announced, I was super excited. I was so happy when it got to me. I was so intimidated when I saw how long it was, but yeah, no, I I was over the moon for it. Yeah, me too.
1: Oh, so I was gonna ask. um, We'll get to it because I saw a bunch of tabs. Is that something? How do you when you read a book that you're going to, I guess, review on your podcast or here? How do you take notes? So you just tap the hell out of it, make notes on the
0: side. I no, I I buy these. If I post it, they're somewhere over there, and I actually use them as bookmarks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I basically just like put a post, uh, poster, or whatever on whatever I find interesting or want to remember later. It's also a good device if I want to like go over the book again mm-hmm. and not necessarily like sit down and reread it. Just like oh, like some... I did this last week. Oh, uh, oh, you re- wait, you reread it.
1: Uh, like three quarters of it by the end, I was skimming to the parts that I wanted to double check, but yeah, I read most yeah. of the 460 some pages. I probably read 300 and then skimmed the rest.
0: Damn, I, 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 so one of the things I want to oh. say is like, I'm a very slow reader, and I went through this book in a week, and for me, that's like a milestone. Right. I told we'll you, that, to, yeah, I, yeah, we'll get to it, we'll get, we'll
1: to, get it. to that part. So, I don't, I keep notes on my phone on the notes app. I just write down whatever thought I have. And I think that kind of takes me longer than to read the book. I don't wanna write on it. I know a lot of people take not- annotations on their book. I don't wanna do that. No, I, I didn't don't. have the sticky notes and I don't know. Anyway.
0: Yeah, but I what I do is like I do this and then when I do my review, I sit like and go through each one and yeah. okay, this is like a fun fact. This is this like an important <laughs> thing and yeah.
1: Yeah, which book? I don't know. There was a High Republic book. I can't remember which one that when I finished, I had like 15 pages of notes. I'm like, this is
0: too much. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God.
1: Yeah, I had to start over almost with all my notes. But similar to you, I was extremely excited when this book was announced because they said that there were going to be some kind of dark side influences. We all wanted to know what Luke was doing between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. Oh, we're finally going to get that backstory to raise parents. So, of course, as a sequel trilogy fan, I was extremely excited for this book, High Expectations. And just right off the bat, let's jump into the story. And at least for me, the expectations were met and in some points went over. I love this book. I said last time when I talked about Brotherhood that I enjoyed it, wasn't on my top 10. I don't know how to rank books because there's so many. Mm-hmm. But shall we see if it's going to be in that conversation of, top five, top seven. Uh, as we get into details about the story, just very general, did you like this story? Were there some parts that you liked more than others? Because it's like three or four different stories that still work together for the main kind of action that's going on.
0: So it it's an interesting one because I, I did love the story overall. Um, there were times where... I just wanted to like jump over a certain part of the story to get it to another story, but there was never like this specific, I'm just going to mention like group of characters. There was yeah. never like a group of characters that I like disliked spending time no. with at different points. I like spending time with each of them. I don't yeah. know if I'm like voicing it correctly. Like there was like not one story that dragged for me all the time. All of them dragged at different points. sure. And I wanted to get to the other ones. But overall, as a complete book, as a complete story, I loved it. It went places that I was not expecting. I stayed away from all the, the excerpts you the ex- released. I don't man, know if I did. Got, I, I had, did,
1: but I got uh, spoiled oh, for the I, big I got spoiled. The I, Anakin I, Skywalker, I got spoiled new, for that one.
0: I, I, so I didn't know the context, so I was surprised yeah. when it happened. But I was waiting for it because I knew it would be there. I didn't know how much Ray's parents were going to be in the story. That was really surprising for me. And it got me a little bit nervous. (laughs) But thankfully, it it didn't throw me out. I think it closed perfectly. And, yeah, that's basically general thoughts on the story.
1: Yeah, Uh, same. There's basically this takes 17 takes play 17 years after return of the Jedi, Death Story 2 has been destroyed as Lando keeps telling everyone that for Lando is like the Kessel the run Kessel in, <laughs> in his telegram They didn't you know all the Death Star I destroyed that. It's me. I'm the, the hero of the rebellion.
0: The only difference is that the destroying the Death Star is relevant. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, he saved the co before everyone exploded and gave it. But yeah, it makes he has more of a it's It's more relevant. People are not going to roll their eyes and say, if you round down. But then we have like four different stories. We have Ray's parents. Let's go ahead. They got named finally Daythan and Miramir. Mm -hmm. They have their own story. Then we have Luke Skywalker that's searching for artifacts, either Jedi artifacts or Sith artifacts, Jedi temples. That's his thing in his temple in Osus that got rebuilt finally. Lando that we know from... Revenge, uh, Raso Skywalker that his daughter was taken was kidnapped when she was a, a child, and he's looking for her. So, we get into that story. Ocho Bestoon for everyone loving the Ochi Renaissance out there.
0: Right.
1: Eli, and there's a bunch of people that love Ochi. He's still for me, like, a, okay, he's there, he's dead again.
0: I love uh, to hate him.
1: Yes, oh man, it- we hate him after he treated Dio like he does in this book. So, he has his own story the emperor talks directly and giving you this dagger. We kind of figure out how the dagger was built. And then we have this dark side someone that we get revealed through the story that's been possessed by this mass. It's an of the beyond. And then all these stories kind of intersect in the middle. Same as you, um, hopefully people don't hate me out there. The story that I, especially rereading, that I kind of, okay, it just, more of the same, it's race parent's story. Even though I love reading about them and learning more, their story was very similar. Every time they're running away from something and we're gonna get there and then we're running away. It didn't, I don't know, it didn't have kind of a moment of peace for them, which I guess is part of the point. But I don't know, it kind of just didn't drag, but I wanted to get to something else.
0: That's why I mentioned that not all stories Um, dragged all the time. Yeah, I'll say I loved at the beginning learning about them, in the from the beginning to basically almost the end. It dragged, but Mm -hmm. then at the end, I loved how their stories send off into, and it connects to Luke and everything.
1: Right, and we'll talk about that. We're gonna divide this breakdown into story, ease of reading, characters, canon connection, how Mm it expands Star Wars and then overall. And maybe in canon connection, we'll talk more about how this connects to the sequel trilogy because we'll get to that point. But So this book, at least for myself, was a lot more fantasy than sci-fi. People love saying how Star Wars is fantasy sci-fi. But here, this is almost like Lord of the Rings. We have all these things, kind of the one ring possessing whoever is holding them. The dagger, Ochi's dagger, he's slowly succumbing to it. The mask that Kisa is wearing, everything with the dark side, it's fantasy. They talk about nine rates, very similar to the ring rates in Lord of the Rings. Did you like that this book was kind of not? I don't know, it was Star Wars, but it also felt like something different.
0: Quick cut. Um, I forgot to sign into to Streamlabs, so I don't have any of my privileges, but there's uh, Mo's in the chat. But All right. just wanted okay. to say that. So right. I, I, I'm
1: on stream. All right. I guess I'll have to do double duties because you're out for two weeks and you forget. Mo, how are you doing, Mo? Thanks for joining us. Mo will be here in a couple of weeks for our, our Rogue One watch along. She'll be also here for one of the Andor breakdowns when that comes. So thanks yeah. for joining us, Mo. Hopefully, you've, you've read Shadow the Sith
0: yes hopefully uh, okay so i i actually like that it felt because i agree it's totally a fantasy but mm-hmm. for me star wars is a fantasy i'm not so hyped on star wars when it gets very sci-fi shout out mm-hmm. to timothy son i know a lot of people that sir jam but it, it doesn't always work for me um but I totally agree with you. Like again, there's like this mask that possesses people. There are some crystals that speak to you. Oh. There's a knife that speaks to you. <laughs> there's a very specific part where I was reading it. And I was like, "What the hell is going on?" <laughs> when Kaiser is like building the droids and just like oh yeah curse. I'm like, "How the hell does this yeah. work?"
1: <laughs> I don't know. And I don't care because it's awesome. I guess. Yeah. Yes. It, 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 Dark side magic, secrets only that's if new. We had our bow, our friend Bowman King is here. We I know why. we talk about him to...
0: later. I really right. want to talk about
1: him. When we get to characters, we'll talk about him.
0: But I, I thought did it not work for you in that way, or do you like, like a balance of sci-fi? no no movies? no screw that? I love it. <laughs> From <laughs> oh, okay, page okay. like
1: five, I'm like, what this is fantasy. I love everything. It's weird, it's scary, it's not gory, but it's freaky. The way the dark side works, and I said in my review, I think I tweeted it out. And when I say I said on my review on the written review review we have on our website, go check it out. Even though I'll be repeating most of it here. For me, my favorite thing about Star Wars is how the Force works, the Jedi, the Sith, how they connect to the Force, and that's why I love the High Republic so much because it's giving us a different view of the Force, the way the Jedi connect to it, how it that balance between the, the following the Jedi Order or following your connection to the Force. That's my favorite thing ever. And here we get that a little bit from the dark side, because we're used to the Force and the way the Jedi connect to it. Light of the Jedi, for, ex- for example, talks about the connection the Jedi have to the Force. And it's so beautiful how they, it feels like a song or a leaf in a forest. I'm in the sea, I'm a wave in the sea. And it's you're giving the Jedi giving themselves to the force and to the flow of the force. And here the the Sith on the dark side is just it, they're taken by force, they're possessing you. Every kill, every blood that you spill feels that hatred. It's about taking that power, it's the complete opposite. So I love finally seeing that dichotomy of yeah, look how the force can work, and also how evil it is, and not just oh, we are too Sith They want to take over the world. No, it's the dark side, how it possesses everyone, just for control and to everyone wants to live longer. So I just love that part. And all the fantasy elements of it made me love this book. And that's what's my favorite part of the whole story was everything with Kisa, with Comat, with Luke's journey to have the name of that planet where they go and they find the Kyber Shards and uh, Sith uh, Wayfinder. All that I was guess. my favorite thing.
0: Yeah. I there's something I really loved about the book. It's how it presents the dark side and the light side. I always mm-hmm. say, like, the light side is the middle and the dark side are the extremes. Sure. And I think the book does a great job presenting that. I think, like, balance is in the middle with the light side. But it's also, like, the dark side, it never has enough. Like, Ochi keeps killing people mm-hmm. with the knife and the knife is f- supposedly fed but it keeps asking him yeah. to kill other people, so th- it's never enough. Like, there's it's, it's like with Vader. It's like an insatiable thirst for vengeance, yeah. um, doing evil things. I guess.
1: Yeah, and I love also I'm jumping a little bit. But Luke Skywalker, when after he, I don't know if it's before or after he talks to Anakin, he says about how meeting Anakin and the way. The force was around him. He was this fire, this light that burned bright. And the Emperor was this cold, almost nothingness. Again, that balance. Not that balance, but two extremes of the dark side. But let's go real quick. Let's go back to Rey's parents, because that was a big thing for the the whole trilogy. Who was Rey's parent? Who is she connected to? Okay, Palpatine, we'll get to that. This strand cast, is it Palpatine's son or not? A clone that's not really a clone. Did you enjoy finally getting to know who Ray's parents were, their backstory, how they Fan escapes Exegol, how Miramir doesn't care. She knows his backstory. He she doesn't care. She loves him completely. And the way they spend the whole book just trying to find a safe place for Ray, basically, and then how that story ends.
0: I I did like a lot learning about them i it's that question from the sequel trilogy that we all wanted to be answered and maybe should have been but that wasn't that story this was that that story and if last jedi suddenly turns into a flashbacks of this you hijack that movie completely or rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. or, or force awakens um so I did love learning about them. I, as I said, that story dragged a little bit for me more in like in the mm-hmm. middle, but I did love spending every time baby Ray showed up. I was like, <laughs> yes,
1: I know her. I know her.
0: Yeah. And it's like, you're going to be like a goddess in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I, I, you know, those, we know where it's all going. We know they're going to mm-hmm. die. We know Ochi's going to kill them. So it's kind of a tragedy. It's kind of like Revenge of the Sith. In that sense, we know where it's all yeah. going to end. But it, it's that journey, seeing how much they really loved her. It, it makes, like, that gut punch of her waiting for them even worse because yeah. they were so sure they were going to come back and they, you know, 10 minutes after they left her, they're they're trapped um with ochi yeah. so but i i really like learning about them.
1: yeah i love that we get a lot of those questions answered how why were they on Ochi's ship why did racy Ochi's ship leaving why seeing she in the care of on plot which i still don't like the explanation that's one thing i like ah, really
0: there's this whole thing because I, I totally agree. They're constantly saying how horrible he is. And mm-hmm. then they go, but he's the only one we can trust. Why? <laughs>
1: yeah. it's a businessman. And then next person to offer a better deal is going to give your daughter away, which My... he does 15 years later. But that one, and again, I don't blame Adam Christopher because he had to find a way yeah, to make was that, right that work. Uh, but I'm like, Really? You haven't trusted anyone through the whole book. It's been like him? three days. So if you left Jakku, eh, let's give it to this guy that's been treating us badly. But he's a businessman. man. He'll understand. Here, have a I, token. Don't I kill love, our daughter.
0: I think it's one of the last lines Miramar has. It's like, I know he screams, but he doesn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like people on the internet. They scream <laughs> them, but they, they don't
1: mean it. So that's one thing. Again, I love learning more about them. And we get of course more with Dathan because we know from Rise of Skywalker he's the grandson of no, he's the son he's the of son Palpatine. Palpatine. Is he a clone? Here we learn they call him a strand cast, doesn't have any voice powers, but it's normal, basically, not like the other one. So he's not killed, he's let led to live. He
0: he says that he's not killed because he thinks they have other they might have yeah. another purpose for him later. Did you like that that explanation? I think we get it in the Rise of Skywalker book.
1: So I don't remember the Rise of Skywalker book, at least that part. And when, as I was rereading it, that's when it kind of clicked. Is It Oh, oh, this is the only clone that wasn't killed. It's normal as a a regular upbringing for the most part. And when he says, oh, maybe there's another reason they're letting me leave is, oh, maybe Palpatine is just letting him live to see if he procreates and has a son or a daughter then then can connect to the Force and then that's why Rey becomes important. And I think that makes sense. So I yeah, did I like that part. I love when he's on Exegol. He's explaining how he's just treated like crap. I love, love and feel so bad for him when he said, when there's a line on the book that says, they didn't even name him because naming him will give him meaning or will give him importance or something like that. It's like he's treated like nothing. He has one little friend, a little monkey man, that same species that builds Kylo's Ren. Uh, helmet oh, okay.
0: okay. I didn't know if it was the same species.
1: But- yes, but it's not the same one because that one has a name. And then we learn here that that one is... Named Dathan, and that's who he takes a name from. So I did like that backstory. I love that Miramir doesn't care. He just, she just wants to be with him. Raise Ray properly. She comes from this planet. She le- live with her, with her grandmother. We l- we learn here that's where Ray gets all her knowledge of how to pilot, how to be a engineer, and all these things. It's not because she's strong in the force or Papa thing. She get this from her mother. So I love all that. Oh, wow. Yeah. But the thing that kind of dragged for me is that we start the book with them escaping Jakku, then they get to this, they get rescued by the New Republic. We don't trust them, get sent to Nightside, get into trouble, they're running again. Then they're going to this refueling station. Now they run. So there's always in the run. So it's like, ah, just give me something else because it feels a little bit repetitive. And I was think, have you read Rebel Rising? Yes. So I love in that book that we have Jean very similar running from place to place until she finds a family and is able to settle down for about a year. Mm-hmm. So when things go bad again, you feel extremely bad for everything that happens to her. If they had a chance to at least be safe for for a little bit and then get in trouble again, I think I would have would have felt kind of disconnected with that part of the story.
0: I have I agree, and I also have similar beef with. It's not beef, it's just a like random complaint. Mm. Uh, in the book, um, and I'm jumping ahead to something else, but I think sometimes the book could have been a little bit shorter in mm. the sense, and the story could have been a little bit more concise. Because, for example, later on we have that moment when Luke fights um, Kryza, Chrysa, and mm. he leaves her for dead for like 20 <laughs> minutes, and then yeah. he's like, I shouldn't have left her. It's like, dude, it's been like 20 minutes. Come down. Just go down.
1: <laughs> you you like, haven't left the, the planet is, yet. Just...
0: So I, I sometimes think like it could have been just like, hey, maybe not have her fake out death and continue their yeah. fight. It could have been a little bit shorter in that sense, but I do agree.
1: Yeah. All right. So that's more or less Ray's parent story. Um, as we're talking about connecting to Canon, I'll talk about another thing that I didn't like too much. Again, whatever. Uh, We have Lando, like I said, he's looking for his daughter, Uh, Kadara Calrissian, got taken like six years ago when she was two. He's on the dumps, he's depressed, feels bad that he's not searching for her. And then here's Ochi talking about the Sith, kidnapping kids, kidnapping a girl, and that kind of wakes him up Mm. a little bit. He goes on his own journey. After getting a little bit more information, finds Luke Skywalker, and then hey, we gotta go help this family. It might be the only connection to finding my daughter. Um, and about half of the book is with Lando. I would say he's one of the, uh, might be the main character of this book. Did you enjoy how much they focus on Lando and the way his story kind of grew throughout the book?
0: Yes, I de- definitely one of my standouts. I ever since I was a kid, I loved Cal- uh, Lando Calrissian throughout the entire trilogy. I was like, when is Billy D coming back? <laughs> um so i really did like spending a lot of time with him it's a very different Lando. i think we get that transition from return of the jedi to Mm -hmm. where we see him in rise of skywalker very well and it's lando who's you know dealing with yes what happened to him with his daughter Mm -hmm. but also with getting older and Mm -hmm. you know realizing that hey maybe acting like you're 22 it's not gonna work and it's That first scene, it's kind of sad. He's like maybe in his 50s and he's trying to act like he used to when he was Donald Glover. Um, But but yeah, I I loved spending a a lot of time with him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I liked Lando. He wasn't always my favorite. It's like he's a cool character. I wasn't really connected to Lando and his story in Empire Strikes Back. I did like what they did with him in Solo. But I think this feels like a perfect progression for the character, like you said. This is 17 years after uh, Return of the Jedi. It's kind of hitting that middle age, just not kind of depression because he's getting older, the good looks and all that. He even says it a few times, I still get by with my charm, but something is not there. When he finds the uh, recent Chronicles, chapter 57 or whatever, it's like, oh my goodness, I still did, I'm still doing this.
0: I loved when he goes like, maybe we don't need video (laughs) Yeah,
1: at the end. Uh, but then of course just feeling so bad for kind of giving up for his daughter. He's in this place, just the dagger and whatever, just getting drunk. It's it's just an excuse to not do anything. But then I love that by the end he said like, no, I'm staying here Pasana our last kind of hints of Ochi and Ray were here. Maybe I set this up as my base of operation for find, for looking for my daughter. So I love that through this whole book, he found his purpose again because he had lost mm-hmm. it by the beginning. Yeah. I love how he where his story ends and then how he connects to Rise of Skywalker. I mean, it's been 15 years. He's still there, but it connects perfectly and it kind of helps them with the story moving forward. Uh, real quick let's say hi to our friend Ned herder podcast definitely can't wait for more star wars from adam i think we're all in agreement agreement he did a great job with this book he had a lot of things to balance from legacy characters new characters connecting a bunch of stories i think he did great
0: well yeah we're we're still on lando i want to ask you um so we still have I think we all would agree we still have a story with Lando with his daughter and what he does with Jaina after Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for the show after this book, after what you read here?
1: It depends what the book is about. I mean, the. the I mean, if the show listen. is about this, I mean. If the book is. The show is about. Uh, if it's after Rise of Skywalker, yes. Because I now have a vested interest in what happened to his daughter and find Listen, her and everything.
0: I'm finding myself being like, I really want the story. I, I, I want to know what happened to her because it's turned into a big thing.
1: Yeah. In that sense, yes. I want to learn what happened. Hopefully he, he can find her because he's so close to Ray. Even when he meets Ray in Rise of Skywalker, they don't know each other, even though he
0: that's was. Something just... we gotta, that's something I really want to talk about later.
1: Okay. Uh, so let's just hurry up a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. The thing, the reason that I'm not extremely excited from the Lando series is because that's taken away from the Solo series or Solo Two, because a lot of people gravitated to what uh, Donald Glover did with Lando, which was great. And it's one of those things that people complain about Star Wars is oh something is hot or uh, people are talking about it. Let's just focus on that. Instead of, is there a story there to tell? People love Donald Glover. Okay, let's make a series about it. Okay, is is there a series there? So that's kind of my jealousy thing, I guess. Oh, they pass on Solo to Lando. But give me this story and I might be there. And we talked a little bit about Luke, his whole story, just trying to find all these relics. He gets dragged into searching for this family, but he's more focused on this dark side presence that he feels and let's just get to it. Anakin Skywalker's ghost comes to save him from the vision or something. He's transported to Exegol. He's on Tython, on the Sin Stone. That little baby Grogu is going to be there. in uh, no, was, he was there. there. He was, he was there, there, there already. And then he's transported. He doesn't know. Is this a vision or am I actually there? How am I going to get back? And Anakin goes to Exegol. He goes to Exegol, faces against... Kisa for the first time. No, I think at that point is against the Acolytes or the Sith Eternals.
0: Yeah, they're the, like the Nazguls or yeah. the Demogorgons or uh, <laughs> the Mentors. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So, okay. So you said you kind of st- stayed away from the excerpts. You kind of knew Anakin was coming. You didn't know when. How surprised were you? And did you like the interaction that father and son had?
0: I did. It was shorter than I thought it would be mm-hmm. because people were losing their minds. I was like, "Oh my god, we're gonna have yeah, I know. where's Ghost Anakin all through <laughs> this book?" And was, no, it's just that chapter, but it it really worked. It's it's I think it's it, it was interesting because it's both Hayden Christensen and Sebastian Shaw, mm-hmm. which was fun. He's like morphing and yeah. everything so it's like this thing about force ghosts that i really don't want to know that much of how it works i like the mystical element of it all but i i love what he says follow the river or, or it's something like i follow the river mm. of the forest or and follow your instincts or one in the same something like that i yeah. really like the line, and it really worked for what that moment was and You know, people getting fed with their Force Ghosts fighting other things. People always want to see.
1: Yeah. Uh, Same thing. Because I don't know how the Force Ghost works. Is that it for Force Ghost Anakin? Can he not transform himself again or show himself? Because he uses all of his energy to bring Luke back to to the scene Stone. He fights all these nine Acolytes of the Sith. But I loved it. I love seeing Anakin back. Like you said, he was going back and forth between young Anakin and older Anakin. Unfortunately, this was spoiled for me very early when the excerpt came out. I don't know why they use this as an excerpt. I know you want to sell tickets. Sorry, I'm not sure who, who put something there? Who's here? Ah, Mo, of course, giving these shirt time. some love. All right, yeah. Link, send her the link. I'll go to <coughs> this store. Uh, but this was spoiled for me very early. I mean, not just, oh, Anakin's ghost shows up. It's It happens on Tython. He's on the same Stone and he the fortune. So as soon as he said, I'm going to Tython and I'm like, okay, here comes Anakin. And they almost got me because the book Luke is thinking that's Obi-Wan even he calls him Obi-Wan. And then, oh, maybe something else. And then no, it's Anakin. So like for a second I was like, oh, is it? Is it not going to be? But I love what he said and he t- tells him something else like, Something that he's never alone. As long as you have yeah. someone, you're never alone, or something like that. I love that sentiment, and like it, I said before, I love everything with Luke. Go ahead.
0: I I just want to say, it really, I read Midnight Horizon, and like that same day, started this book, and it was funny because it really reminded me of spoilers for that book. By the way, that scene when Yoda shows up, it really reminded me yeah. of that scene because it's both a, a hooded figure mm-hmm. who turned around, and yeah, I really like that. Both with green lightsabers, no, no, Finger. no, oh,
1: Luke, Luke has the green one. Uh, but yes, so I love all that. Like I said before, everything that had to do with the Sith, the holocrons that he finds on your tuba when they go with um Lois uh, the possession of the p of everyone that's close to the mass, close to the uh, Sith holocrons. Uh, to the lightsaber crystal shards. I love all that. I love how they connected that all these red kyber crystals came from a bigger piece, and that's why they're connected. They can be used as a tracker to find each other, and that crash ship was trying to use that instead of having a Sift Wayfinder to get to Exegol. Everyone wants to go to Exegol. That's a big place, I guess, for people to vacation now. So I love how they connected all that. So again, everything with the with the Sith and learning more about Dark Noctis and her scimitar, lightsaber blade, Viceroy, X and Punchar, the way that he kills people and the, the mass just absorbs all those screams I like gives him
0: energy. I love and, that scene when Lucas like jumping from time to time. Um yeah. with him. Oh my mm-hmm. god. Yes, because
1: then you get the his whole backstory there. And why is the mass so powerful? Why is it corrupting Kisa? And it's like, oh, this meteor came, but the blacksmith couldn't melt the mass or whatever he wanted to build. He jammed the lightsaber into the furnace, and that gave him that dark side power to then mold it. I loved all that. Again, that fantasy, yes, give me, give me, yeah, one more. And of course, then we get the Rig Power trailer, and I'm going all crazy with Middle Earth. So yes, I love everything about that. <sighs> <sighs> Sorry. Uh, so real quick, and we'll jump out of story to talk about some other stuff. What's your best tune? So I'll say one of the things that a lot of people complain, and I have my questions how this this blade that weird Ochi has shows the fallen dead star exactly perfect where the wayfinder is gonna be. How did they know that it's gonna crash and all that stuff? But if I'm not mistaken, there's a part early on when he's given the blade and he's talking about how it's designed, and mm-hmm. it says, Oh, it looks like the edges were just formed. It's like mm-hmm. yeah the emperor just gave you the map so this is his blade to tell you where or the blow the blade shows or something like that so i love that we get that explanation not just yeah whatever forget about it no there's an explanation why that Death Star design is there
0: i never really put so much stock into why that was the way that it was because mm-hmm. i you know it kind of makes sense in my mind. Like, yeah, maybe someone knew where it was and they did the (laughs) droid. This is going to be so smart.
1: (laughs) Everyone loves Easter eggs. Maybe they can find it. Yeah. Uh, But Ochi, we talked... We know Ochi. He's not going to win. At the end, he's going to die in the sands of Pasana. Wonderful idiot. (laughs) He's an idiot. He... Whatever. He gets the weird droid pirate army of Bestoon that suck. He gets... Told by <laughs> steadfast that oh whatever just get out of here I gotta go drink and smoke some dead sticks before I'm elevated. Um, so yeah, Archie's cool. He's dead. That's fine. But did you like Archie the way he's tracking this family? Everything that he does till the he's, end, he's, re-
0: he's very hateful, I, and he's like these characters that you love to hate because you know he's gonna fail. You know, mm-hmm. yes, he's gonna kill them, but he's never gonna get to Exile. Yeah. And it's like, I loved how consistent Adam Christopher is with the Darth Vader comic, where he's, mm-hmm. he's just an idiot. Like <laughs> uh, Every time the, they mention he's a Jedi killer, I'm like, how? No. How? Yeah. <laughs> how are the Jedi I getting killed by this guy?
1: <laughs> that's another, I think that's another um, that's so wrong thing. Maybe he killed one by mistake. It's, I'm the greatest Jedi uh, killer ever.
0: Maybe. <laughs> goes, maybe. Telling, I, we actually see him try to fight uh, Depa Belawa and yeah, no. doesn't go well.
1: Yeah, Mace Window gets there. I don't know why Mace didn't kill him, but that's another story. Maybe we'll get. Alright, so let's jump to our second point. Ease of reading. We've mentioned it a couple of times. It's a big boy. It's a big, almost 500 pages of Shadow the Sith.
0: And so, as someone who was just reading other Star Wars books, the the letters are a bit smaller.
1: Let's they, they are pretty small. Uh, so, Ote, you've mentioned here before, you've mentioned on Twitter, you've mentioned a bunch of places. You take your time reading books. Was this an easy read, or did you find yourself struggling through it?
0: So, listen, if, if I hadn't committed to this episode today, I would have taken more time w- mm-hmm. with it. But as I told you, I read the first 100 pages in one sitting, which is completely rare for me. I don't usually do that. Mm-hmm. And it it's a Star Wars book. It's paced like a Star Wars book. The scenes are, the action scenes are quick. They're, it's, it's when I saw the length of the book, I got scared. I was like, mm-hmm. is this going to be like a drawn thing? Because that's my go-to here. Because <laughs> Those are not only long, they are dense. And this is long. This is not dense. Mm-hmm. I think it's very straightforward with everything. So in that sense, and it has the the shorter chapters. I think mm-hmm. it has like sixty seven chapters. So it it helps with the pacing of it. And I, I didn't really find it a hard read. I don't know about you.
1: Same. Um. I how long? It probably took me close to a week to finish it. Maybe a little bit less because I wasn't dying to read it. And I don't mean that in the sense that I didn't want to read it. I read it during my lunch break at work. Any little place that I can find. I wasn't setting, Okay, I got three hours. I'm just going to read for three hours. It's just, okay. I'm at work. I'm not doing anything. I'm at lunch. I have this break or whatever. I'm going to take 25 minutes and read as fast as I can. And it went pretty fast, even though, yes, 466 whatever pages, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Throne. And I've said here 20,000 times, I love you, Throne. I'm not the biggest Timothy Sun fan. The way, the way he writes, I'm like, come on, dude, you got to give me something else because I don't care that the vector that the starship came in wasn't at the same point of entrance from the gravitational pull of the planet when the bigger starship from the whatever nebula came. Like, I don't care. Just tell me about the people inside and what they're feeling.
0: I just so want the was, pew, pew, pew. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, again, I don't. I care about that pew, pew, pew but more that people getting pew pew pew. That. Sure
0: yeah, no, no, sure. But I it's something we, we've talked about, but it's it's not that Timothy Zahn is a poor writer, he's not. No. It's just not for me. I just yeah. like I just like things to be concise. And the X-Wings came in and shot everything. <laughs> I'm like, Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I always uh, we're going derail, but whatever, I don't care. I compare Timothy Zahn's writing uh starship battles and space battle to what I'm Ah, uh, let me look for his name. Uh, I can't even read Alexander it from here. Fried. Alexander Freed. Alexander thank you. Shadowfall Trilogy, the Shadow Wind Trilogy or-
0: The Alphabet Squadron. Squadron.
1: The Alphabet Squadron, I just saw Shadowfall. Fall. You know what, you know, you guys know what I'm talking about. Those are long books. They have a lot of starship battles, but they're personal. You feel everything that each character is feeling inside their starship because most of them are smaller vessels. Throne and all those books are these big, massive dreadnoughts, And he's talking about how... Angles the, and... Yeah, and it's, I don't care about how much damage that ship took if the people inside, I don't feel nothing about them. That's my problem with the way he writes. It's very technical. Ah, okay, whatever. I this book wasn't that. It's yeah. long as a Throne book. Short chapters, like you said. I love that the titles of a chapter tells you where they are and at what time things are taking place. So you know, okay, I'm here. I know where the story is going. So it made the story flow a lot faster. So I didn't have a problem with it being as long as it was because the story kept me coming back to it. So in that sense, I loved it. And we said it before, he had a lot to do with here, connecting the sequel trilogy and the original trilogy, writing um, legend, uh, legend characters, bringing new characters, creating a bunch of lore. He had a lot to do. And I think it was done in a way that all fans of Star Wars can get into it. So I think it's of writing, I'll give it it's a plus long book, but you can get into it.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, characters. We talked a lot about characters already, so maybe we'll go quick in here. But again, working with a bunch of legacy characters, or not a bunch, Luke and Lando, but two very lo- beloved legacy characters. Did it hit the mark for you? I think you said it already that it feels that like those characters from the movie and where they would be at this point in their life between those two trilogies.
0: Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. And I I was just thinking, I think Lando and Luke kind of have opposing arcs. Mm-hmm. Lando starts in a dark place and ends up in a hopeful place. He's gonna yeah. do everything he can to find his daughter. Luke, on the other hand, he doesn't he starts out in a very good place. And he doesn't end in a dark place, but he's starting to go there. Mm-hmm. And I think we see the first shadows of what's going to happen later and him not knowing how to deal with his relationship with Kylo. And it, that kind of like broke my heart. Uh, you, mm-hmm. see, Kylo, Ben Solo, sorry, Ben Solo <laughs> sees him as his uncle. He clearly loves him. And maybe he has a connection to him and maybe seeing luke pushing back a little bit no master skywalker
1: master skywalker padawan
0: yeah padawan maybe that just is pushing ben a little bit closer to kylo i i love that line with the ben has like very long hair i'm still not sure (laughs) if i'm gonna force him to cut it it's too late
1: (laughs) it's too late uh which is funny because we just my wife just cut my son's hair because it was too long (laughs) um but just a little um, so I was going to leave it for later, but since you brought it up, this relationship between Luke Skywalker and Ben Solo, and I think it's starts to show how it's breaking, like you said, have to be more formal, which I understand, you're a master, but they're by themselves, it's not like they're in a group setting, but to me was how Luke is not there, he got back from this journey that took, I don't know, let's say a week, he's there for one day, and then just leaves again. Yeah, you can take care of them. Yeah, you just show them. It's like, dude, I'm, you just call me Padawan. I'm new to this. I'm 16 years old. He's just leaving, leaving him by himself. It's... And here's Snoke. Ha ha ha, I told you. He doesn't want you.
0: De- definitely. And again, it's they don't have a bad relationship at all, but you just see how it can turn in, into what it did. And it's, it, Ben does feel like Han and Leia abandoned him. And mm-hmm. this person, which he does have a connection to, is like making it very formal. He's constantly leaving. And it. I I really liked seeing those shadows of yeah. what is, what's gonna happen.
1: Which then works perfect. I just thought about it, and maybe I'm wrong, but works perfectly with The Force Awakens when Han and Leia, oh, if Luke couldn't reach him, how could you? He's a Jedi, you're his father. Luke is treating Ben Solo as a Jedi Palawan, not as a nephew. And that's why that connection, yeah, it's not the same. That's why Han Solo needs to be the one to connect to him and bring him back. So, yeah, come on, Luke.
0: You're and it's a dead also
1: what you need to know.
0: It, it kind of also sucks how you see Ben connect with Comat and try to mm-hmm. connect with Chrysa uh, and not being able to and feeling heartbroken with when that fails. And you have this kid who desperately wants to connect with you. And you're like, Paddle <laughs> one.
1: Yeah. Um, I got to head out. Go show the. <laughs> the younglings again i gotta go yeah i uh, I
0: also like that at one point he's describing ben's power he's like it's like this brutal power and he's not afraid of it like when he is in 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 last jedi he's like oh i wasn't afraid of it
1: yeah so i was again i was gonna leave it for later but one of the things another thing that i wish we got a little bit was something with snoke kind of starting to corrupt Ben Solo. Because, and again, I might get my timelines wrong. Mm. When we go to the rise of Kylo Ren, I think Kylo or Ben Solo, it's a lot younger. or It's younger than 16 when we see him here. So I think Snoke is already inside his mind, giving him kind of, oh, he doesn't want you and all this stuff. I don't know, but I want to say
0: I think it's like five years before force awakens because so bloodline bloodline is six and ben is still with kylo up uh, with uh luke
1: yeah but isn't the part i was gonna check it before this when luke ben and Lorz and santeka go to elfrona and oh, uh, but that, her-
0: that's like a flashback
1: yeah but snoke is already in there i think i think we see snow talking to him or maybe he's remembering, but I thought Snoke was
0: there already. No, I don't. Th- they they see the Knights of Ren, but I I don't remember Snoke being there. Anyways, oh, well,
1: you didn't remember how many uh, bounty hunters were in the story, the story, so who knows?
0: I just want to say, Adam Christopher, write a sequel to this book. Yeah, write a sequel. Still, <laughs> like, still like three years after, have it lead into Rise of Kylo Ren.
1: Yeah, perfect. There we go. Oh, he's, a, he's in San Diego Comic Con right now, but he'll for... I'll send him the link to the to this video. And he'll watch for, it he'll...
0: From other books and from that comic, we know that Snoke and Luke had a relationship. So I mm. really want to see that.
1: Yeah, come on, it's there. Anyway, with all these different voices inside different people's head, I was waiting for a little bit of Snoke. Mm. We didn't get it, but that's that's okay. Like you said, another story. That's, story for that's another not the story. story. That's not the story. For... That's a weird story. That's a weird. Um... Story. <laughs> um so i mean i love luke like i said his whole journey through the book was my favorite thing every time they talked about
0: let's, hope, okay. let's yeah. just we get a cool lightsaber battle well with we the, got a couple but the- Banded lightsaber thing. <laughs> it was cool.
1: So we have Luke Skywalker with this green one. We have Kisa, or at that point maybe it was Panchar had taken over her body with a droid arm wielding this curved lightsaber. Coleman and then with
0: a white lightsaber. Coleman with a
1: white one because Luke Skywalker refurbished it, basically. Brought it back to life. kind of. And they have a great battle in this ice planet with weird snakes. This droid that's also a uh, duelist droid yeah that was great and even it before that crazy. when luke is fighting kisa uh, in her planet in the the sepulcher i love the name of that with the fire and she's jumping through the flames and the masses flying to luke I come on that yeah, was
0: it, ah. it was it was insane it was yeah. definitely insane
1: so yeah, i love all that and that was my favorite thing: learning more about how the dark side corrupts. We all heard about it. Once you go from the dark side, forever will consume your destiny. And here we see it. She's, I'm, I'm done. I can't. So that's yeah. another. Just, the way that Luke, that Darth Vader was able to resist that at the end and come back is a great testament to him and to Luke. But everything from the dark side, I love everything with Luke Skywalker with Kylo. Um, right. Before we jump back to some other stuff, uh, we talked already about race parents. or well, Anything else you want to add about those characters and if they, anything new that we learned from them that you liked?
0: Not particularly, no. All I, right. I like learning overall about them. Yeah.
1: I think we learn more about her dad, about Dayton, that we do Miramir, even though we go to her planet, we see a little bit of how yeah. that romance started. It was more again. We didn't get a lot of time to kind of learn about them as people because they were always on the run. But a little bit we got with it, them. It
0: really worked for me. Yeah. What we got.
1: Yeah, um, I love Comat. Like I said, but, that de like, Beyond. I love what we got from her. That Luke kind of saved her and her backstory on this planet collecting radiation.
0: I love that planet. It's So yeah. polar. So weird.
1: Yeah, you were gonna say something before.
0: Yeah, I, I really like we can talk about, I think there's a section about this later, but I love that it recontextualized the whole they sold her. Even though the...
1: Let's go. The, Were are kind of connections. Let's talk about how this connects oh. to the sequel trilogy and how she was sold. Give me your thoughts on that.
0: So it never really sat that that line in rise of sky they sold you to protect it. Uh, shit. okay yeah. but it really it i've never hated rise of skywalker i i'll say it i love rise of skywalker it's one of my fav, five Chill. favorite star wars Jail. So, uh maggie's going to show up and slap me, yeah. uh, uh, me. it's it's really in my top 5 star wars movie i love that movie but I, i'll you know, grant everyone, yes, it's a very clunky movie and the mm. canon connections are very weird. But this book, I really appreciated how it filled them in mm. without rigid, ridiculizing the movie or, you know, poking out how hollow some things may be. And it actually celebrates the movie. It brings mm. in characters from the movie that I was not expecting to see.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, so overall, canon connection. This book is wild. If you love Easter eggs and connecting this uh, this little thing here and here and everything is to everything, uh, sequel trilogy, real trilogy, High Republic, video games, the Marvel comic, everything. everything, everything is here. I even, love it.
0: even Noctis, which is a character from the Legends book, uh, mm-hmm. the Dark Legends book, I think it's called, which is not strictly canon, but yeah, now it is.
1: It is. We got mention of of Darth Plagueis, we got mention of Noctis, a lot of Noctis. Sorry? Revan. Revan got mentioned, some other, so that's Brie Larson, you know, she's coming. She's coming.
0: Yeah, they Uh, they mentioned a bunch of Sith, and I forgot there's too many sticky. Yeah, I think those
1: were the ones that are kind of, oh, we've heard them before.
0: And they mentioned two new Sith which we have never seen. I I have not written down somewhere else.
1: Yeah, no, not here in one of my uh, other 20 notes, but let me say it connects to Battlefront because we get Shreve in there. Uh, the, Shreve. Aftermath, Shreve. <laughs> the aftermath book by Chuck Wendy with the Acolytes of the Beyond, well, that's from Kriza, his book. Kri-
0: uh, Kriza's in, in Aftermath,
1: yes. Um, comic the Dark Vader comic book, uh, OG. with Vader and Ochi going to exit. They,
0: they even like detailed, actually, yeah. Dathan was seeing them when they were there. Yeah. That and I haven't
1: read those to... comics, but now I know oh. what happened. You got to uh, read these. They're
0: did... very good. I know. it's There's too many. It's too many comics. Read the Vader comics. They're all great.
1: I did the 25 issue Choice Soul Vader run that has moments. This
0: this... Do this
1: one. <sighs> okay. I will. I will. Maybe. But it we also got...
0: connects to those.
1: Yeah. We got moment. moment, which I love Moment and goes works perfectly with this new mask. Give yeah. me mean, all that dark, weird science as Beaumont. We didn't get to talk about Beaumont. I mean, kind of. We'll get to all him right. now. Okay. But sequel trilogy. Uh, so one thing, yeah. Spoiler review. We all know that her parents die. That Ochi kills them. I was, yeah, I know. Mind blown. I was thinking, oh, maybe here. Lando takes them down to Jakku and buries them, and that's why Kylo Ren says, "Oh, they just got, they're just—they're buried in a pauper's grave or whatever." And uh, okay, that makes sense now. But now he takes them to, to some other planet.
0: I love but, that burial, by the way, that burial scene.
1: Yeah, and the way they got killed was pretty creepy. They just stuff in a weapons locker. But I know.
0: love that she laughed at Oshi, and yeah. she didn't give him the satisfaction. <laughs>
1: Uh, so let me see what else. We talked about connection with, with Momin, the High Republic, because we got uh, Targons, the lions were there, That Coma hey, keeps. Oh, I have one. <laughs> and, and I love also, because we talked about how the Jedi and the Force in the High Republic, but also we get Sith relics in Into the Dark and how that all works, and that then connects to how everything works here.
0: Very consistent.
1: And how Ray came into under Uncle Plot's care. We kind of talked said already doesn't make sense I'll to me. Accept how it. A,
0: I'll accept it, but it's again,
1: weird. It happened, so he had to find a way to it. I don't understand how parents that all they want is to keep their daughter safe think the best way is to just suffer someplace and they try to figure it out in this vast galaxy and to live in with uncle. He's a businessman. He'll,
0: again my thing is like every time they say he's the only one we can trust before that they mentioned all the horrible (laughs) things he is and it's like yeah why not write it out with her (laughs) yeah i know
1: it's that part again it's not his fault i didn't enjoy that and i'll say And i saw someone tweet out that they love the way that this happened i still don't like it i didn't like in the in whenever in rise of skywalker i don't like it now Ochi tracks them to Jakku. Sees them coming out of Jakku. Boards the ship. Where's the girl? She's not on Jakku. Okay. Don't doubt Jakku. I know she has the Pasana beats from the Aki Aki. I I
0: like. I liked how that was done. I I really did. did, Because he's so blind at that. Again, a he's very incompetent. But B he's (laughs) just like out of control. He kills his henchmen.
1: Who were telling him, maybe we should go down to Jakku. It's like, yeah, the dagger is telling me to he kill you. He kills
0: them, and he's like, ah, they were trying to trick me. It's, I think it's, it's very on character for him.
1: It's his ship. I'm sure there's a way to see where the ship has gone.
0: Oh, oh, OK. okay. How did Tell they I'll go I'll from I'll...
1: that same? They were both in the same fuel depot, went to Pasana, went to Jakku. He gets to Jakku. She's not on Jakku. Okay, let me go. Anyway, again, he had to find a way to join uh, that point. I still don't know.
0: We we used this when we were talking about Kenobi. The dark side makes you very incompetent.
1: And by that point, the blade was controlling most of Oshii's decision. It wasn't him, so.
0: I I think he he even kills the people. He doesn't even know why. No,
1: I know. It's... Just wants to again, the blade is telling him to kill to feel satiated, and it's never is. So, again, I, I understand.
0: Did you like how the, he died, by the way? I, I really loved it. Yes,
1: but it doesn't I, explain then how Ray, Poe, and all those people were fine because they just fall through the sand and come out on the other end. He falls through the sand and dies. Yeah, I don't know. He suffocates, I think, is what they say, or something, or whatever.
0: It says like the the the, the serpent Asana took another.
1: Yeah, three. another victim. So again, maybe he fell in a different part of it. Because if Poe,
0: Ray, and Finn die, the movie ends. <laughs> and this book oh, was already God. ending. <laughs>
1: <laughs> again, it's fine. I thought maybe we, we're gonna see the we see the Vexis, that serpent. I, I think right? they
0: mention it. I think they mention it. Wow. Because I think he he hears like, I think he hears of excess when he's drowning. Okay. Can do right now. No. I, I, I wanted to ask you, um, can we talk about pride? Yeah, I got it
1: here. My next oh. one, Enric Pride, AKA Steadfast, loves a little drink a drink, loves a little dead Sticks, and doesn't care about anyone. Has Listen. a coat made of Ewok pelt.
0: <laughs> I love he's that. So he's, <laughs> he's horrible. Like, <laughs>
1: He doesn't right. want to be there. He wants a better title. Everything sucks. I'm going to look down on everyone and I'm going to take a little drink.
0: I love that line where he's like, the empire he he was confident would return or something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. And now I'm with this corporate sector authority, I don't know anything. And how he What's your best tune? What's a best tune, anyways?
0: He's such an imperial. There's a line where he goes, like, God knows where aliens are. Actually. Yeah. He touches one and he's, like, disgusted. But I loved seeing Pride because he's a character I love for my Skywalker, mm-hmm. just, like, this mustache-twirling Imperial. Yeah. And seeing him was, like, just... I just could imagine uh, Richard E. Grant doing everything. And I, I had a blast. As an ex-smoker, I totally identified <laughs> with him, just wanting to have one last that that's stick when you're under stress or annoyed mm-hmm. or anything. So, I love spending time with him.
1: Yeah, we said how Lando and Luke work so great with those characters in the movies. This is 100% what Pride feels like. At that point, he will be in Rise <laughs> of Skywalker, just hating everyone, hating Hogs for what I, he is. He wants <laughs> the Empire to come back to what he loved. And it's like, ugh. I, have,
0: I want a Pride and Kennedy book.
1: Oh, oh man. Like
0: being annoyed at the first like, uh, girl. <laughs> From
1: different shifts. Oh, it'd be great. And I love for Pride, like, oh, maybe I should hide my flask so this other guy doesn't see. And by the end it's like, I'll just drink in front of everyone. I don't care. Throws it to Ochi, like, get the hell out of here. So yeah, Pride was a fun addition, which I didn't know was gonna be there. And I love that he was there because, again, he brings that empire kind of disgust to everything that was going on. And also love in this book, we see all the different iterations trying to bring the empire back. Like, he wants to bring this old version of the Empire. The Emperor's and- on Exegol trying to bring the Sith back on his end. Then we you know there's another section that corporate, whatever, trying to do some stuff. So I love so all those different ways.
0: He's a part of the Imperial Remnant that went to the Unknown Regions, right? I, so though, I, I got a little confused. So Because he knows about them, because mm-hmm. he just yeah. mentioned it. So I didn't understand if he was like on assignment with the CSA. Or what was really going on with him?
1: I want to say that first time I read it, I thought he was separate from those mm-hmm. guys over there. Because he knew what was going on on Exegol with... Wait, he knew, about Prince,
0: I think. he knew about Exegol? I, I don't think he knew. Because no. he mentions the unknown regions. Mm-hmm. thing is, like we have the Imperial Remnant that's in the unknown regions forming the First Order, but the Exegol thing is like kind of independent to it
1: all. Yeah, well, he's there when they bring all the... Whatever, maybe he doesn't know about Exegol. I want to say that maybe he knew about the fleet that was being built, but no, because he doesn't know the Emperor is alive. I don't
0: know. No, he he in anyway, Skywalker. He
1: he's know. just a bad dude he's a bad having dude. fun with his ewok pelt. I don't wanna don't want them to think that I'm getting cold because then it would degrade my position when I'm just like two inches above from ocean this ship, so that makes me better. It's like, oh my, you're so petty. <laughs>
0: Yeah. And I wanted to mention, so Beaumont King. So mm-hmm. I always do the book with the audiobook, and God bless whoever did the audiobook, because he did a great job, but they did Beaumont King with a French accent, and that was <laughs> so weird for me. Yeah. We know the actor, we know mm-hmm. the character from the movies, and he's not French. Mm-hmm. And they did it with a French accent, and it was so bizarre. <laughs> uh
1: I haven't heard... Heard the audio, so I can't comment on that. But I love, again, another surprise that we got Bowman King in here and that we see why he then gets so infatuated with Sith artifacts and Sith legends when we see him in Rise of Skywalker and he has all this knowledge out of nowhere. We see where it came from, so I do yeah. I do love that connection.
0: Again, um, this, this book fills in the gaps of Rise of Skywalker, but it celebrates it. It doesn't yeah, trash it. Anymore. It's not...
1: <sighs> Yes, I'm not going to talk about a different book. But yes, it doesn't retcon, doesn't talk down, doesn't try to find a way to make sense of it with making fun of it. It finds a way to work with
0: it. Yeah. Yeah, and enhance it. So I have a question for you. Does it make the sequel trilogy better for you? Come on, I got to
1: jump. Expand Star Wars. let's go to Expand Star Wars. I have one more canon connection, but real quick, they talk about.
0: I want to hear your canon connection.
1: No, not connection. Just talk, it talks about Kira, talks about Crimson Dawn. Oh, it um, does, it does. Chalrissian Chronicles. We mentioned. Yeah, or she's talking about Kira, about Crimson Dawn, going to, to actually with Vader. Um, Do you like
0: how a book ends, it ends with the Chalrissian Chronicles?
1: <sighs> yes, because it kind of, like you said before, Landos is another place now. 20 pages earlier, 30 pages, he sees his face, chapter 70, whatever, and he's like, oh, really? I'm already in chapters whatever? And then, but he feels bad. At that point, he's feeling bad about not looking for his daughter. So at this point, when he's like, okay, I'm set. I know what my future holds. He goes, Carissa Chronicle, chapter, whatever, and then he starts to retell this story. Yeah, I did like how that ended. And then maybe, like you said, this leads to what the Lando show might be, which a lot of people have said. Maybe it's the Lando Chronicles with Billy D. Williams starting to narrate and then goes to uh, mm-hmm. Donald Glo- Glove as the younger version. And that might work. So yeah, I did enjoy how the book ended. Yeah, it was fine. All right, so, so I haven't seen the sequel trilogy yet. Haven't rewatched the sequel trilogy yet after reading the uh, Seif. But I've thought about all those connections. How is it going to feel? Yes, it changes, I think, for the better. Maybe it's going to make some scenes hurt a lot more, especially when Ray meets Lando and she knows who, she, who he is. Oh, you're Lando Calrissan, or General Calrissom from the Rebel Alliance. Like, ah, he did so much to save you and you don't know who he is. He doesn't know that you're the girl that he was saving. I wish,
0: I wish Luke would show up to him one night. He's like, by the way, she's the girl. Yeah, Because <laughs> I'm sure Luke knows. Well, he, he knows this. He has
1: to know because in Rise of Skywalker, oh, both and Leia and me knew that you were Palpatine's granddaughter. That he ah, again, there's story. Again, you said it. Come on, we need a sequel to this book. A sequel to this one.
0: But I kind of think Luke finds out when he dies and connects with the Force, and all of a sudden, all this knowledge pops in. He's like, oh, that's that girl. No. <laughs> Good thing yeah. I helped her in the end. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, ooh, so okay, do you think Luke knowing who she is would change how he reacts in Last Jedi 100%?
1: Yes, ah, wait, 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 let me let me not think emotionally. Here I think it would make him
0: I'm... hesitate. I think he would <sighs> let me cut the act now. Uh,
1: no. Ah, man, I don't know. I want to say yes. It, just it would, because I know this story, but I don't know because Luke is in a total different headspace at this yeah, point. Yeah, no, no,
0: he, he's totally depressed and over it all, but I think <sighs> it, it would make him go like it would make put him in a harder spot than he is. But could. it
1: would, it would maybe he doesn't change in terms of wanting to train her, but him being able to tell Ray. Where she comes from, which is the only reason she's there and goes to the dark side cave, is to, where who are my parents? If we can break that news beforehand and say, "Hey, I was there 15 years ago, trying to save you, and we did all we could," and retells the story about her parents and they were so great, they kept your life and all this, then Maybe you
0: wouldn't have left.
1: Yeah, then it's a different story for her. Maybe I don't know. Come on, those are know, those. Some, just... I hate what ifs in Star Wars, but.
0: It's That's an interesting a good one. one. It's an interesting one.
1: Yeah. Oh man. Now I'm gonna still say that he's gonna be hesitant to train her. But no, th- maybe... def-
0: I don't think he cuts his act of being grumpy, Luke. But I do think she can like pierce that armor a little bit with that yeah. news.
1: All right. So, and how does in general do we get a? We got a bunch more lore for Star Wars. but How does this book expand what we know about Star Wars? We already talked about the connection to the sequel trilogy. It's going to make us feel different when we rewatch a bunch of the movies. But what else was there something else that kind of, okay, this kind of expands my view of Star Wars. I'll say one just to give you a few minutes watching Rise of Skywalker, I was like, why the hell are we using a Sith Wayfinder instead of a Holocron? It has a sensei, give me a Holocron, Holocron, Holocron. We talk about it. And here we get, because a Wayfinder is a more primitive Holocron, or the Holocron kind of evolved from the Wayfinder. The Wayfinder only gives you central certain points of how to travel. The Holocron is a data storage that can do that and more. But if you don't have, so it explains why. OK, thank you. Thank you, Adam. One of my criticisms, you've covered it. I loved it. So I did love that part.
0: Yeah, I I love that part too. Um I don't really it really helped with the with the sequel trilogy connections and filling in many of those questions that we had. I really did like learning a lot about the dark side and the Sith Mm -hmm. and this whole thing about clinging to life. Now we know that Palpatine is not necessarily the first one to do it, mm-hmm. but he's the first one to do it in his body. Yeah. So, but I, the Sith is something that we love, but really don't know much about because they've been basically extint, extinct for so long. So every time we get to learn a little bit about them, it's good. And here we learn a lot about them. Yes. So,
1: as soon as I finished this this book. Viceroy, ex-panchard, Lord of the Sith, as he's called, became one of my favorite characters from the dark side. Such a weird name. <laughs> yes, it's a weird. I don't. Yes, and I remember it because it's so weird. But I love that he's a viceroy. Reminds me of Count Dooku. But yeah. it's this evil out there that's only concerned about power, and the way it manifests itself. It's not just power. I want to be strong. I want to. Roll of Galaxies, every person that he kills with this blade, their soul, their screams, their anger, anguish. He is just, yeah, he can, every time you put that, all that is, like we said before, it's fantasy, it's weird, it's creepy, it's another version of the dark side, corrupting people and taking over their lives. That is just something that I love 100%. So that way, the way that expanded, my view of the dark side is, like I said before, very similar to the, my view of the light side with The High Republic. So again, to me, that was my favorite part. I love that Kyber crystal that come from a bigger, or Kyber shards that come from a bigger crystal can feel their essence and kind of mm-hmm. work as a navigational point. And that's why they were trying to use that to get to Exegol was great. We get a name for the, the red honeycomb of death or whatever they called it. Yeah. That, uh, so I think it did a great way expanding Star Wars that not a lot of books can because they are in this smaller kind of setting between the sequel, the real trilogy and the sequel trilogy. But I think they expanded Star Wars, a little, at least a lot of the themes of Star Wars. It got expanded real world here by Adam Christopher. All right, real quick, let's say, hey, hi to Dale. Just go back from seeing Thor, Love and Thunder. I saw that this past weekend or during the week. I saw Thor, did like I didn't enjoy it. I, enjoyed, I liked it. Um I hope you I liked,
0: liked
1: the Yeah, Dale, let us know. Did you like Thor Love I, and I loved it. I loved it. So I enjoyed it more than Multiverse of Madness. I was going to oh,
0: every
1: review, not every review, but a lot of people, it's too funny. It's too funny. There's too many jokes. And yes, there's jokes, but this is a pretty dark movie, also. Uh, the way it starts, all the shadow monsters, are, I went with my daughter who just turned 12, and she was freaked out with a lot of yeah. that stuff going on. And, like, this, yeah, it's funny, but it's also one of the darkest MCU movies out there. Um, but I did enjoy it. I love Christian Bale. I love gore. So I yeah,
0: I love that comic run, so I was in heaven. <laughs>
1: All right, so let's finish up, Oti, overall, if you wanna give it a score, you can give it a score. If no, that's fine, but you- Are you
0: gonna give it a score?
1: I'll give it a score, because I gave him one on my written review, so I can I can give it a score if you, whatever. just oh, Your final thoughts on Shadow of the Sith by Adam
0: Christopher. My final thoughts. I think that if you have issues with the sequel trilogy and especially Rise of Skywalker, this is a good read, it helps fill in many of those gaps it's also a fun story to connect um return of the jedi with force awakens and how the characters from return of the jedi go into force awakens and where the characters of force awakens were before that that's also it works well in that way um it's also more luke more lando that you know we've all been craving a lot of that so that was also fun and again we learn a lot about the sith so for me it was I loved it. I really, really loved it. I don't know if it's one of my favorite Star Wars books. Maybe it is, but it's it's probably up up there. In terms of uh, how do you grade the books? So I'll give it four hundred out of four hundred and sixty-five pages.
1: Ooh, that's that's a good one. That's a good score. A little difficult to then compare with other fight. books. <laughs> so you divide four hundred by four sixty-six. Sixty-seven chapters gives it three point five stars out of seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Let me, see. Let me
0: see. It's, it's like go. an 85%. Nah, I'm gonna go higher. I, I'd give it like a nine out of 10. It was a very solid book.
1: Okay, Um. so for me, like I said, I really enjoyed this book. Everything had to do with Luke and the Dark Side is my favorite thing from all those 66 pages. I love, I really enjoyed Lando's story. I love what Ochi was trying to do again, cause it's connected to the Dark Side every time. The Acolytes, not the Acolytes, the Sith Eternals will show up. I love all that just because it gives them, again, that fantasy feel to Star Wars, all that magic feel. I love everything with that. I enjoyed learning more about Ray's father and mother, her parents, wish their story was a little bit different halfway through it, so it didn't feel like it's the same thing going on and on. But overall, I enjoyed everything that was going on in this book. I really enjoyed the new characters that showed up. And uh, like you said before, it gives you a different version of not a different version, but a different understanding of the sequel trilogy. It doesn't go out of its way to explain every little point that people had issues with. So it's not that book, oh, just just trying to fill a checklist. Yeah, it's not a, checklist. It's, it's yeah, it's not a checklist. checklist, not filling plot holes. If you call them plot holes or whatever, but it kind of explains some questions that a lot of us had. And I think it does a good job with it. It works with the rest of Skywalker novelization about the strand cast and cloning and all that. So in that sense, if you love the sequel trilogy, you'll really enjoy this book. If you had issues with it, you might have a different understanding or a different, different liking of it. But I also think it's a great Star Wars book for a lot of people because it touches in a lot of different things. So you got Lando, Luke. Uh, A bunch of new characters and a bunch of connections to everything going on out there. So, I think a lot of people are going to love this book. They might be kind of a little bit shy because of how big and long this book is. But if you can get through it, I think you'll enjoy it.
0: It's definitely intimidating, but I agree. Yeah.
1: I think I gave it a 4.75 probe droids out of five probe droids. Oh, that's really high. Probe droids. Let me double check real quick. I want to say that's what I did. I want to say I had it at 4.5 and then changed it because I really enjoyed this book. There were, I couldn't, let me go real quick. I'll
0: give you 4.5 4. Oscar Isaacs out of 5.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. I gave it 5 out of 5 on story. Um, 3.75 out of 5 for ease of reading, mostly because of how long it is. Characters got a 5. Canon Connections has to be a five out of five. And Expand okay. Star Wars, just because I love the dark side so much, everything went five. So yeah, 4.75 out of five. Okay. Um, And I can't, I can't rank this as a top five. I still say that Into the Dark is my favorite book, followed by Catalyst. But uh, I'm so into the High Republic right now that it's difficult for any book to come in and jam their way into it I uh, out of the shadows. Um, Rising Storm, if, Land of the Jedi. I don't know if something at this moment can come in and jam it.
0: If we took High Republic out of it, it would probably be top three.
1: Oh yeah, it will be two or three. Probably
0: Bloodline, uh, this one, and- uh, Lost Stars. Oh. Or oh,
1: Lost Stars, yeah. I can, because the more books that I think about, Lost yeah, Stars is not hard, my hard. favorite, but it's probably the best Star Wars book out there. Yeah. But this book is theirs. I think top seven. Oh, it's in my top seven. I'll, I'll leave it at that.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: All right. So as we finish up, Dale said that he did enjoy it. It was great. Talking about Thor, of and Thunder, wasn't too much into MCU movies, but had no serious complaints. I agree. I agree awesome. with that sentiment. <sighs> All right, Dottie. Thanks for being back on the show.
0: Say goodbye
1: Thank- to the set, everyone. <laughs> yeah, the set is gone. Hopefully next week we might see a different one um thanks to the storm for not knocking out our internet and how do you know where can people find you
0: oh you guys can find me like whatever it says on the there over at instagram and twitter follow me on twitter i'm always active i have a t public store we're selling shirts uh, on bonfire for the what choice fundraiser so please check it out
1: yeah and you can also get his star white shirt oh yeah and his, my t public i public Um, Then for us, you know where to find us, right? The Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, New shows every Saturday and then audio podcast on Monday at 11 in the morning comes out. Next week, we'll figure something to talk about next week. And then the week after that, August 6th, I believe it is, we'll do our watch party, watch watch along for Rogue One as we get set up for Andor. I'm here hoping that we'll get the next Andor trailer at the beginning of August. When's Andor
0: coming
1: out? Thirty first, August thirty first.
0: Oh, we still have time.
1: And if we kind of now that I've thrown everything out the window and not complaining anymore about Lucasfilm marketing, they market their shows with a new trailer that month before the the episode, the first episode drops. Oh, so I'm thinking August. That first week of August we will get the the newest trailer for Andor. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, Nurghele Podcast. Stay safe. Be safe. May the force be with you and we'll see you next week.